You were born with your own individual beauty. Uncover yours today. Welcome to Beauty Uncovered by Olaplex, a show that brings you truthful and authentic beauty advice that will help you reveal that inner and outer beauty and glow. My name is Danielle Frank, and every week my goal is to give you access to experts and professional advice on beauty, current trends, reviews on new innovation and products, and tips on how to match your inner beauty with your outer beauty. Your journey starts today on Beauty Uncovered. I come from a very strong background of beautiful rebel women. I've always been the opposite of what society says I need to do. Sometimes you just have to let it all go and you have to be free. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I am very excited because my dear friend, Nikki Wright-Rudolph, is going to be talking to us about all kinds of things. Just so you have a little bit of background about Nikki, she's been in the hair industry for 25 plus years. She's the brand founder of Beauty Arrogance. She's a master multicultural stylist and the author of The Art of the Healthy Silk Press. And lastly, a true pioneer in the beauty industry. And thank you for coming on today, my friend. Thank you. I'm so excited. You have had a really interesting career and I know it's been a journey. Could you tell us a little bit about how you have gotten yourself to where you're at today? In five words or less. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) That's really easy. Well, I am from a family of hairstylists, actually. So my hair journey started actually at like the tender age of eight. So I've been braiding hair on my grandma's porch since then. Within that time frame, I actually went to hair school three times. I quit twice. Yes, I did. I got very, <laughs> the second, the first time I was just like, oh, no, I'm not going to do this. You know, you have one of those situations where you're making more money at home and school just wasn't doing it for me. So I got up to almost a thousand hours and quit. No. Yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I quit. And then a second time I went back and pretty much same thing. I didn't even do 800 hours. And the third time, I'm like, you know what? So I went on and finished top of my class. I think it was more of the orderly situation. I've always been kind of like, a, don't tell me what to do. I don't want to be organized. You know, it's just in my spirit. But this last time, I actually took it very, very serious. So I did it top of my class, went all the way through the management program, knocked both of them out of the park, my theory, my management, like everything, just 97% on my written and 100 on my practical. So theory has always been my thing. I just love what I do. So from there, I know that you've worked for a lot of different businesses. You've kind of evolved in your career. And I know you and I've had a lot of different conversations and you had talked a little bit about how you were, let's say 10 years ago to the journey of what you are at today and your business as well, and what your business philosophy is. Could you share a little bit of that? Absolutely. Off and on, I was actually in corporate salon and pretty much nobody actually understood why I went more to the corporate salon because it's more straight hair. But I grew up doing natural hair, no relaxers and all of that. But the benefit of learning everything to be a well-rounded stylist 
it was so important for me to get the understanding of hair in all forms. And not only that, people, you know, I wanted to be more of a diverse stylist instead of, you know, you shouldn't be, why are you always going up to, you know, corporate salon? And in my heart, I knew that I needed to do this because I'm diverse. I love all people. I love all textures, all complexions. And at the end of the day, we're all human. So about 10 years ago, I just started noticing a lot of breakage and natural hair, you know, overly relaxing, overly chemically changing of the hair. Type. I mean, they're really aggressive chemicals. They are. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. talking about a pH level of a 14, a pH level. And then I also started noticing the scalp issue. You know, a lot of the clients, and I just really, really got back into the theory. And it was kind of hard, you know, to convince somebody to transition or cut their hair off because we're society says that beauty comes from straight long hair. Yeah. So just to actually sit down and have a conversation. And the first thing I did was I cut my hair off. So I actually cut all of the relaxer off. I had a fade with brush waves and Everybody. Do you find that was a difficult journey? I mean, especially when you're used to doing something all the time and this is what society is saying that you need to do. Did you find it at the time difficult to just be like, screw it, I'm just going to cut it all off and see what happens? I'm more of a rebel. <laughs> I'm more of a rebel. I come from a very strong background of beautiful rebel women and we don't care, you know? <laughs> Like everything I've always done has always been the opposite of what society says I need to do. So doing that, I felt free. Mm. And that attracted a lot of other women. You know, everybody wanted to cut their hair off. So It's like giving someone permission to kind of look at themselves in another way. Absolutely. And that was the whole thing. You know, sometimes you have to get bare naked. You know, you have to get naked and you just have to let it all go and you have to be free. And that's pretty much where I was with, you know, it was, and mind you, I'm licensed in four different states. So each, you know, area is a little bit different. Up north, it's kind of like, no, we're going to keep our wigs on. And here I found in the last five years, it's been a little bit different. And I believe that the problem is a lot of people don't want to go through the natural route because they're not properly educated. So, you know, they just think, oh, I don't have any chemicals. I don't have to take care of my hair. Yes, ma'am, you do. (laughs) You know, you have to take care of your hair, your scalp, and it it all starts internal. So, you know, it's definitely a lifestyle change. It's not just like you just cut your hair off and that's just it. It's not like that. It's still the same, you just chemical free. So being the rebel that I am and knowing what I know and talking them through it and giving them that thorough consultation and explain it to them, you can have long hair, you can have short hair. The whole thing is healthy hair. And that's where my journey began. Wow. Basically, and I want to kind of pull into, you know, you were talking about a lot of times people are not educated on what it takes to have your hair natural because I would imagine maintenance and everything is obviously going to be different than if you're having it relaxed or wigs or whatever it may be. So kind of like as if you had a client in your chair and they have 
pretty much all their lives have been relaxing and they want to convert to natural hair or transition. How would that conversation go? Well, it all starts with their reason for it. That's the number one thing. A lot of times we do things because like everybody else is doing it or again, society said that this is how we have to do but it all turns internal because you have to think about somebody going from just say 16 inches of relaxed hair and to go to a teeny bitty afro, you have to walk them through that. What is the reasons? What are your goals? Why are you doing this? That's the first question, period. And so most- many women would completely freak out if they were going to be cutting their hair just like an inch off their head. Absolutely. Holy, that takes some bravery. It does. So that's when I get into, now I'll just say 60% of the women are like that, like, oh no, I don't think I could do that. So it's always a plan. It's a journey. It's a plan. So just say a girl that's just ready, Nikki, get the clippers and let's just do this. All my consultations are the same regardless of whatever. It's scalp care. It's your water intake. It's your lifestyle and the things that are important to you, your job. It's a lot of different variations of it. So let's get to a woman who has very long hair and she just doesn't want to do the big chop. We have to basically let her understand that that line of demarcation is going to pop. So we have to let her know how long it's going to take for her to get to that 16 inches naturally. And it's going to be a very long time because normally our hair grows about a half an inch to an inch and a half, depending so I have to let them know that just as long as it's for And with curl, time. it appears shorter than Absolutely. the cabbage. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. So that, that 16 inches is, you know, a lot different than 16 inches with long hair. Absolutely. Because straight hair is just what it is. It mm-hmm. doesn't shrink. It's just straight. So it's just, it lays there. So just going through the journey and letting them understand that to get there faster, the things that they need to do. But even still, you know, when you're braiding or going into those protective styles, nine times out of 10, our transition is going to be one of three ways. Either we're going to go ahead and get you braided down. You can do either way it goes. Let me start. Either way it goes, transitioning hair is not going to be healthy at the bottom past that line of demarcation. And I always let them know that natural hair is a lot stronger than straight hair, especially when it's chemically treated. So I always use the example of a string. And the more you twist that string, and we're talking curls, and that straight hair, it's going to pop eventually. So those are some of the things that I have to explain to them. And when you have great products, you can get there. You can get there safe. But either way it goes, that relaxed hair is going to eventually pop off. So let's go backwards a little bit because I have questions. <laughs> so you were saying that in one of the things that you were you talked about is scalp care. Yes. So talk to me about scalp care. What does that look like? It's a journey. There are so many different. Now let's start with, with the relaxer. Most times when they're coming and they're, they've had relaxers for years, of course that scalp is damaged. It's not, you know, you have the sodium buildup or whatever type of relaxer that you have on top of that. Most time that it's so full of oils and all of those type of things, because the scalp is dry from, the chemical relaxer. So we always start with the water intake. I let them know that the organs are bullies. They're going to take on all the nourishments, period, before it even actually gets to your hair. 
So that's the first thing. And everybody, oh yeah, yes, I need for you to drink 60% of your body weight and water every day. Like that's where it starts. The different conditions, psoriasis, eczema. So that's a whole different, you know, thing. Most times before I even get into that, they have to have some type of diagnosis from their dermatologist. I don't talk about medical. That's not my job. I am a doctor, but just a hair doctor. So once we get on that, nine times out of 10, whatever the shampoos or whatever that they suggest, I try to go to a more natural route because sometimes it's the tars and the zinc and all of that that they may be allergic to. So on my questionnaire, my pre-consultation is quite a few things. I even have them to upload a picture of their current hair. And that's before they even get to my chair. So I know some of the things that they're going through. We have a lot of, in my community, you know, 95% of my girls are natural. That means everybody has natural texture here. 5% of them do color. So I don't have any relaxed or texturized clients. So it's all natural here. Most times it's the water intake or what they're eating. So it's I know I'm always saying that we like, find most people don't drink enough water. I know I don't. I take my water filter through this magical machine called Keurig. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, it is hard to suddenly change a lifestyle for something as simple as hair, but it does make a huge difference. Makes a huge difference. And with the expense, I always let my clients or my guests that comes to the salon that this is an investment, you know, and I always use a, like a college degree or a college education. I'm giving you everything that you need. And I feel like if you're going to waste your money and your time, don't do it with me. Go with somebody else. Okay. So I would, no, I would that makes rather, sense. Yeah. I would rather earn my money and not work hard every time I see you. So I kind of put it on now. And if they really want it, they're going to do it. So it's the intake. It's just a natural with the hair care line. I look for ingredients to put into the regimen that's going to be versatile. And I know for sure that I need everything to be up under a seven on a pH scale. So I talk to them about these things, you know. So let's, I was going to say, talking about with the pH and everything like that, you know, again, going back to relaxers being such a a high pH, what do you do to neutralize that when they're kind of transitioning to something else? So basically, of course, Olaplex helps to, you know, relink and make it strong with that line of demarcation. And that's one of the reasons why I'm so blessed to even have it. Like, it's amazing to me the things, because basically that has really made me get into the science of hair within the last, I'll say four to five years, I've been really, really serious about connecting all the dots. So the key thing is H2O period, like that's just it. Mm. But you have to think about the alkaline and the, the acid. So there's really, when you have two different textures of hair, you really do. Most times the natural hair is already at the 5.5, okay? As long as you're doing, but you still have to bring that back. So there is no neutralizing relaxed hair. Mm. There's no, unless you're going to, because you don't constantly neutralize after you neutralize the relaxer out. So I don't have a neutralizing shampoo at my back bar, period. There's no reason for it. So it's all about understanding that that hair is already where it's going to be. Now, speaking of the pH level of taking it back, I try to keep it balanced again at at least in between a a 4.5 and a 6. So that's basically, you know, when it comes to the pH. So it's 
anything you can do with the relax here is cut it off. So actually, but that's where I have a question because going back to the discussions about protective hairstyles, Uh I mean, I know only so much about protective hairstyles. So of course I'm going to have questions. Is that something that someone that has a previous relaxer, they're not ready to cut it all off. So they use that hairstyle incorporating into it as it grows out. Or is this something that you only do on natural hair? No, you want to do that for transitioning for women who don't want to do the big chop. So that could basically be like our rod sets. Anything that's going to mimic a curl and force that straight hair to curl. Or either they do like a braid down, which is the cornrows, and they can do like the hair extensions, either the wig or the sew-ins or, you know, any of those things. But we do have to understand that that hair is dry. And at that line of demarcation, again, it's going to pop up at that so it's a transition and sometimes it's a hard transition. Sometimes it's a heartbreaking transition because the hair is typically going to fall out. So it's a big thing for certain people. So as long as we're coming in and getting their trims and their treatments in between, you don't see growth, but you don't see damage. How often should a protective hairstyle be updated? They can't do past six weeks. Okay. They need to come in and do past six weeks. Anything prior to that, or anything above that is dangerous because not only that, you're not taking care of your hair that's growing in, so that's growing in damage. So you have damaged ends, damaged mid-shaft, and the damaged scalp. So yes. So how do you recommend them taking care of their hair during the time that it's in a protective hairstyle? I mean, what do you tell them to do for their scalp for, you know, keeping everything in place and clean and, and feeling good? So within the first- And moisturize, because as we know, the moisture is really important. Yes, it's all about making sure that you are using essential oils on your scalp, shampoo every other week. And that's the same way that you would do your regular hair. In between seven to 14 days, the hair should be shampooed. That scalp needs to be cared for because you still have the buildup and everything from the scalp. It just doesn't have anywhere to go. And the hair is going to shed because normal hair hair shed. So all of that is going to be the same. It's just once they take it down, or the ones who don't even put it up, it's a lot easier to do the rise sets and the big afros and things to that nature. But a protective style is basically making sure that the ends of the hair are not exposed. So let's talk a little bit about, quite frankly, I think it's a fantastic book. You wrote The Art of the Healthy Silk Press, and I think you're like the queen of silk presses as far as I'm concerned. Can you tell us a little bit about what is a silk press? Who is the right client for a silk press? And what is the benefits? Okay. So a silk press is a modern day press and curl. The history of it was basically a, it's a straightening comb and you put it on back in our days, we used to use it on a stove and grandma mm-hmm. kicked it on Saturday night. So intimidating as a hairdresser. I saw that. I was like, what? <laughs> Try to get used to your ears and everything getting burned. But what it was, it was it was actually straightened with grease, hair grease. And it would fry, it would burn, the hair is dead, nobody, no movement, and that's just what it was. So I'm not really sure where the term silk press came from. I don't know if I Googled it. I really can't even tell you, Danielle, to be honest, how I started doing them. I just knew that the flat iron was straightened out. And of course, I've made a lot of mistakes because the hair was still greasy and oily. So I had to learn exactly what to do. So it's a modern day press and curl without the actual heat. It's done with a flat on and it's all in a prep work. 
So it mimics natural hair, mimicking a straight look without a permanent decision. So it's stretched out. It's lots of body, lots of shine. And pretty much every texture, any curl wave, any of the curly, wavy, kinky hair is beneficial to it. So it's not just like a flat iron, blow dry flat iron. It's so much more to it. It's all about the prep, which is definitely clarifying the hair and scalp. You have to, you have to remove all that oil because what you end up doing is altering the curls. The blow dry should always be protected with a blow dry cream, heat protected, something that does not have a lot of oil base to it. Mm. That's the key thing because once you blow it out and you smoke it out, the curls are altered. And that's why it was important for me to actually do the step-by-step because again, we were in 2020. So we weren't able to see a lot of my clients. I wasn't able to see them. And I needed to get something out there where they could have the reference to it. Do you find that the way that you do it is kind of counter to what is still being done by a lot of hairdressers? Do you feel as though, because what you're describing previously with the hot combs and all the oils and grease and and everything like that. Do you feel as though there is a different result with the two of them? Do you feel as though some people might be doing it a different way and might benefit getting it in the way that you have prescribed? Well, I can't really. The one thing is I'm not going to ever say that my way is always the best way. I know it's the best way for my clients and myself because most of my clients love their curls as well as I do. And it's, that's the point of the self-press, to be versatile, to where your line is, to where your curls without alter, without the straight pieces, without a heavy. They want their hair to flow, flow with their fro or flow with their silk press. So it's all about making it healthy. And again, the versatility of it. I've had quite a few people that were pretty burnt up pretty bad because of the temperature and not using the proper prep. So I don't like to say that other people aren't doing it right. Because a lot of people probably feel like I'm not doing it right, but all my clients here are gorgeous and healthy and um, they love it. And I do too, you know? So what kind of things do you think that your clients should be doing at home as opposed to, hey, or any of our listeners, like, hey, this is really great for you to do at home, but you really need a professional for X, Y, and Z. It's all about the choice of the flat iron. None of my clients are allowed to touch a titanium, period. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not to, and this is one of the main things that I tell them. And I am the most honest person you probably want to meet when it comes to being honest, when you're handing me 180 bucks to do your hair, because to me, um, we got to make sure we get it together. I don't want to come back. I don't want you to come back here in a couple of weeks and you just wasted your money. So make sure that that hair is shampooed within two weeks. And when I hear that they don't shampoo their hair within two weeks, I'm like, okay, let's do this then. For the next two weeks, just wake up in the morning and just put lotion on your face. Don't wash your face. That's how they look. That gives them a key understanding of what your scalp is. That's what you're doing. And another thing is do not put heat on your hair. You might as well go grab a pair of jeans that you've worn for a week already and iron them because that's what you're doing to your hair. So those are some of the things that I put in their mind on a consumer's standpoint of how important it is because it doesn't make sense. Like that's gross. So you don't even want to even think that way. The proper way of taking care of it at home, because most of them are very spoiled. They're not going to shampoo their hair at home. They're just not. And I make the experience so well worth it is that 
they understand, but I also educate them enough to know that anything can happen to, I call myself Auntie Nikki to the younger ones. Anything can happen with Auntie Nikki. You, everybody needs to know everything. I am not that stylist that turns my the chair around. We're looking directly in the mirror. Each and every step, I even break down what olaplexy is with that big word. I just call it bad because I still, after all these years, I don't know how to pronounce the thing. But you know that bad again. Oh, bestamina propylene. <laughs> <laughs> So After all these years, we have to have a sidebar conversation, girl. I'm going to make you remember it. <laughs> I've tried it for years. So it's kind of like, we're going to pronounce this bad because bad is good in our time, right? So this is the best thing <laughs> and it's bad. And I explained to them and basically break it down why it's important. So everybody leaves home with the number three. And now that we have the number zero, that's accommodated with it too. So they're pretty excited just as well as I am with the investment because that's what it is to see how this thing turns out. And it's just the excitement of them knowing each and every step, the reason why I'm doing it. That way they can have that information to carry on and they're not just sitting in somebody's chair and don't know. Not only that, what if they get an allergic reaction? Mm. They know everything, you know? And that's why the consultation, the pre-consultation is so important that I have them, you know, to fill out even before they even see me. So, yeah. so basically when you, when say our listeners going to their hairdresser, there are certain conversations that they should be expecting. And a lot of it has to be about transparency, about what's being used on their hair, yeah. expectations for them. I love the fact that you're really transparent about the ingredients. That's really cool. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, with all these different steps that everybody has to go through, is there ever a time that you have someone come in and you're just like, no, you're not going to follow through <laughs> and just be like, I can't help you? No, no, okay. I don't have those issues. I think what it is, I'm going to tell you why. Because it's, it is a partnership. It is a partnership. It, and, and, and that's what you know. I was going to say. Because I was listening to you saying that, oh, you know, they're spoiled. They want to come from a shampoo. And I'm thinking to myself, I, if I could have someone shampooing my hair, like I, I would be the same way. Um, there is a personal responsibility. It is. It's a personal responsibility, but those are my silk press girls. My natural hair girls are the ones that just come in and get the trim, uh, blow, treat, and go. So, you know, they're being either prepared or they just need their their maintenance. Those are my maintenance babies. But then you have my, you know, my silk press girls. It's very rare that I do get someone that I feel won't come through because it's the maintenance part of all of it. Nobody sits in my chair without a full service first time. You can't just come in and just think that I'm going to give you a shampoo, a conditioner, blow you out and give you a silk press. Not the first time, not the first three times. That service right there is a VIP service. And until I feel that I can kind of let you go, we're just not going to do it. So Hmm. that's the most thing. But I think social media has opened a, a great bridge for me because they see, they watch the consistency, how I am, how I talk. And I break everything down. It's like the information is there. Even if you don't sit in my chair, I like to share what I know. I mean, you are a natural educator. I've learned so much from watching you. I want, the thing is, I like to have my cup half full because I like to pour in and I like to pour out. So if I'm constantly full, I can't give or receive. And that's why I believe that I've become the person that I am. And that's why I branded the way I branded because it's so important for us to understand that, you know, beauty is from within. And, and oftentimes we don't understand that, you know, because 
we're people, you know, we're human. We've been beat down. It's just so many things. And I have this thing where we don't talk negative, no negativity, period. Like in my salon, I will walk you back out, walk you to the door. If I ask you how your day is and you've already made it past the door and you go, "Uh, (laughs) nope, let's do this all over. We're going to walk back out. I'm going to open the door for you and we're going to start over because this is your time. This is time for you to relax. The whole world is shut down. We're going to listen to some Kenny G. We're going to sit you up under the sauna and we're going to do our thing. You know, you you probably are one of the most tenacious people I've ever met in my life. And that really does make sense for you. (laughs) I'm going to walk you back out to the door and then I'm going to bring you back in. Let's change your attitude right now. (laughs) You're like, come on now. Do you realize what this means? You're getting away from everything out there. Just sit back because I can't do it. I can't afford to get my hair done. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have two hours, you know. So tell me something about yourself that nobody really knows. Well, to be honest, a lot of people wouldn't understand that I'm a I'm an introvert. Mm-hmm. I like my time. I get people so much. I'm not going to say that I'm high anxiety, but again, I'm so empty by the time I've done my three days in work. I'm, I'm just like exhausted. So it takes me a little while to really like, you know, because I do, I give a lot. And I also have a master's degree in business administration. It's one of those things where, you know, you kind of like don't want to toot your own, own horn. You know, you Why say, not though, Nikki? I'm <laughs> the type of person that I like to congratulate everybody. And it's never about me. But there you are, that thing took me 10 years to get. <laughs> I get tenacious. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's like it's like a, a marathon, and that takes a lot of focus and tenacity. I think what it was, it all started back because I got my associates by the time I was 23, and it was just, well, whatever, and then I did my bachelor's. When I had my second son, I kind of started looking at things a little bit different because what I realized is that I was just a hairstylist and I was not a businesswoman. So in order for me to talk that talk, even though it's naturally in me, you have the book smarts, you have the street smarts, but that paperwork showed a difference with my two sons that I was growing up, that no matter what the situation is, you keep going because that's the one thing can't nobody take away from you. Nobody wants to- Oh my gosh, my dad used to say that to us all the time. When it comes to our education, no one can take that away from you. Take it away from you. And also, I mean, it just looked good. You know, it kind of looks good sitting on my shelf. And when I was finishing up, it would be whoever brought home a B- you know, they had to do dishes for a month. So I brought home a bee one time and I had to do dishes for a month, you know? (laughs) So it was always just an encouraging thing for me and my boys just to grow together and just to know that it's so much more out here. And just to think, Danielle, I actually wanted to do early childhood development. No. I, I, yeah. I'm a family. My mom has seven brothers and a sister. So with so many kids around and I was the oldest grandchild. Mind you, I'm 10 years different than my first girl cousin. So I grew up with my uncle. So that was just the thing to do. You know, why not just do this and get paid for it? And after a while, I'm like, oh, no, like little people. It's just. So oh, I've seen you with your granddaughter. <laughs> She's a bully. she's a bully she just reminds me so much of myself and it's like wow you know she she keeps me together though yeah (laughs) the 12 year old is enough yeah but it's just amazing 
just where my life is leading and what I'm doing with my brand. You know, that's one of the things as I transition. Because I know you're you're really focusing on education now, especially to consumers, to clients, and really teaching them how they can do things at home, giving classes. Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so with the online, virtual online, it's going to kind of be like a two-part. Everything is always going to be motivational. Even though you're learning about the science of hair, you're learning about hair, you're also learning about how important it is to love yourself. Mm -hmm. It all starts there. And, you know, a lot of people look at a beauty arrogance, little award. No, it does not mean that. If you really look at arrogance, it's one of these type of things where it's just like, who wants to be that? But just imagine you loving yourself internally like that. You're a bad woman. So that's what I'm branching out and that's what I'm reaching for because no matter what we're going through, if you are not feeling good on the inside, you're not going to feel good on the outside. For many years, I wore this mask, you know, makeup, dressing good, and I was empty. And I started to connect more once I start really picking up on the women that were sitting in my chair and the things that they were going through. And no matter what it is, you can make them absolutely beautiful on the outside and you get, oh, I like it. It's something more deeper than that. So the brand is switching all over beauty. You know, there's nothing wrong with how you wear your hair. If you choose not to get a relax, if you choose to wear your hair natural, none of that matters to me. I'll do it. But what do you feel like in the inside? You know, I feel like we need to reward ourselves more as people. And it all starts because you cannot give. If you're ugly inside, everything about you is going to be ugly, no matter how you dress it up. Because the one thing you have to understand is no matter where you go, you are going to take you with you. That's just (laughs) That is true. And you are one of the most beautiful people I know. And I am grateful for you. I'm so Always. And I am really excited to watch your brand grow and everything that's going to just blossom from it. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Never forget, everything you want to be, you already are. You are simply on the path of uncovering it. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Beauty Uncovered. To know more about Olaplex and its beauty technology, visit olaplex.com. You can also subscribe to get the latest updates on emerging beauty trends and innovation. Join us again next time as you continue to uncover your unique beauty here on Beauty Uncovered.